In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. And with your spirit. You know, it's judgment time. We've heard over the past couple of weeks, gospel readings that speak to us about judgment, uh, whether it's the son who disobeyed, or in today's gospel, uh, how are you going to get kicked out of a wedding? So... Uh, He's grinding and gnashing of teeth. You'll hear about that, and I'm sure, well, certainly in our gospel as it's proclaimed, uh, and as well, uh, Joseph Blaise, kind of explanation upon her reflection on those readings as well, too. Ultimately, these readings speak to us about um, judgment and uh, how we're going to be judged at the very end. As we draw closer to the Advent season next month, the readings become more and more, well, I wouldn't say apocalyptic, but they come more and more about uh, the end times. Uh, so aware that oftentimes we come to life unprepared uh, to face what it means to be people of faith, we ask for the Lord's pardon and forgiveness. Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen.
Only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father. You take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Glory to God in the highest and on earth Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, grant that we may always conform our will to yours and serve your majesty in sincerity of heart through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever, and let the church say, Amen. 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 A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples a feast of rich food and choice wines, juicy, rich food and pure choice wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the veil that veils all peoples, the web that is woven over two nations. He will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from every face. The reproach of his people he will remove from the whole earth. For the Lord has spoken. On that day, it will be said, Behold our God, to whom we look to save us. This is the Lord for whom we looked. Let us rejoice and be glad that he has saved us. For the hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
with me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul, my soul, and he leadeth me in the path of righteousness. For his name's sake, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou From the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians, brothers and sisters, I know how to live in humble circumstances. I know also how to live with abundance. In every circumstance and in all things, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of living in abundance, and of being in need. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. Still, it was kind of you 
to share in my distress. My God will fully supply whatever you need in accordance with his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father, glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord is with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus again, in reply, spoke to the chief priests and elders of the people in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet. My calves and fattened cattle are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, the feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the street and gathered all they found, bad and good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. 
But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, my friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, bind his hands and feet and cast him into the darkness outside where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. You could well imagine if that particular passage from Matthew were relevant today, if it were applicable to a wedding feast today, because it wouldn't be. There'd be too many people there. And somebody's bound to call the authorities about people not wearing their masks or social distancing. You can imagine the king going up to that person instead of saying, geez, you're ill-dressed, to say, why, are you, why don't you have a mask? Did no one like check your temperature before you go in here? You know, that's clearly against the county rule. Alameda County has enough money for this sort of thing. We need for you, sir, to step on out. So you can imagine if that were today, it wouldn't happen, you know what I'm saying? I don't mean to make light of that. Of course, these readings, as you will hear from in Joe's reflection, speak about the sense of judgment and how it is that we're called to present ourselves as followers of Christ, to be able to, at the end, account for ourselves and not be thrown out where there's grinding and gnashing of teeth like those poor dentists in Jesus' time because I'm sure some patient will show up and, and to the dentist in Jesus' day and, say, and the dentist would say, Sir, I, I gather you've been at one of Jesus' gatherings again. It seems like your, your, your teeth have been grinding and gnashing, so you must have done something wrong. On a more serious side, that first reading, I love that first reading, that first reading from Isaiah is often uh, proclaimed of all places, at funerals. But the irony of it is that the funeral reading that's set out from the, the Catholic lectionary that is relevant to funerals, that first reading, leaves out a very specific moment. So the reading, it goes, um, the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples, and then it goes, the veil that has, veil, veil that has been woven, the, the funeral reading goes, the veil that has been woven over all peoples, uh, the Lord, uh, uh, we'll take that away, right? This reading actually inserts what that funeral reading misses out on because it goes, this reading is what it should always be read. The Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples uh, a, a feast of choice meats, a feast of fine wines and choice meats. That gets left out on the funeral reading, which I, to this very day, can't understand because I don't drink, but the meat part, I like that part, so I just don't get it. It's like, why you don't leave out the meat part? Anyway. A more serious reflection upon this reading will be provided by Joe, certainly as it relates to the contemporary situations in which we face uh, as we draw closer to the end of the year. Uh, so Joe uh, Soublay, I'll invite you up to go ahead and, and share with us our reflection for this weekend. Each of the evangelists, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, had a different take on Jesus' life. Each man wrote his memories for a different audience at a different time. When Matthew wrote about the events depicted in today's gospel, he made the setting a 
wedding. He emphasized how grand the party was to be and then told us how disappointed the host was when the invitations he had sent out for the feast were ignored. Mark and John don't mention the wedding at all, and Luke calls it a grand party rather than a wedding. So why did the church leaders pick this story out and deem it important enough to be included in a Sunday liturgy? I'm not sure what their original intent was. I confess I am not a scripture scholar. If you look at my Bible, you see a very neat book with pristine pages in like new condition. If you look at Deacon Ron's Bible or Dion's Bible, you see a well-used tome with margin notes and handmade tabs for easy reference. I don't recall what Julie's Bible looks like, but I imagine hers is quite similar to theirs. Now, Father Jason probably has his on one of his many electronic devices. <laughs> in the good old days, that is pre-COVID, we used to meet in the rectory on Tuesday evenings to discuss the Sunday scriptures. So all the lectors and the homilists would have a clear understanding of the readings, especially the gospel. Those meetings were very important to me because they let me know what other people were thinking. Since those meetings have been eliminated, I find myself thinking more about the gospel in current times. I find myself trying to fit my problems, hopes, or plans into the narrative. I ask myself, how does this event apply to my life today? Well, I read both Matthew's and Luke's accounts several times, and I decided the particulars of the event weren't what was most important. No, the heart of the matter was the disregard for the party giver. The declining of an invitation to such an important event was a major insult to the host. Imagine if you had been invited to Harry and Meghan's wedding, or Beyonce's birthday party, or Obama's inauguration. Would you not go? you would go. You'd take time off from work, buy new clothes, we ladies would get our hair styled, charge our phones so we could take pictures and post everything on social media. We'd do that because we'd realize how exclusive the invitation was, how special the event was. You wouldn't go to your farm or choose to examine your animals or even just stay home with your new spouse. Well, guess what, church family? We've all received an invitation to a very important event. In fact, it is without a doubt the most important event we'll attend this year. The date is November 3rd, and the location 
is your local precinct. Yes, I'm talking about voting. Every African American who had an ancestor alive in this country in 1964 has a direct link to someone who wasn't allowed to vote at some time in their life. In other words, it's only been 56 years since we've had, at least on paper, full participatory rights in our government. We got our first invitation to the Grand Party in 1964. We must accept. We must attend that party. And yes, I know there are many other parts to the Civil Rights Act, and I know even today many of those rights are violated on a regular basis. But at least in California, in our current political climate, we have the right to vote safely. So we now have three chief responsibilities. First, we must study the issues. Discuss pros and cons with friends and relatives, including those people with whom we generally disagree. Not everyone at the banquet will share our views. That doesn't necessarily mean they're wrong. Second, we must encourage others to vote. This is especially important if we have friends or relatives in other states who don't always exercise their constitutional rights. We can suggest they consult the site betternoaballot.com for instructions specific to their state. Like the guests at the banquet, everyone must conform to certain rules. And finally, we must strategize with contingencies to cast our vote. If you're doing mail-in, send it as early as possible. In certain California cities, there are drop boxes that don't require postage or rely on the post office to deliver your ballot. If you're going to vote in person on November 3rd, have a plan. As Michelle Obama said, go early, bring water, snacks, maybe lunch, even dinner. Wear comfortable shoes. Bring ID just in case. Have your sample ballot filled out. Wear a mask and practice social distancing if possible. But above all, be resolute. And I don't mean just about voting. I mean be resolute about claiming your rights as a citizen and doing what you know is right even when it's not the currently popular view. As Julie told us two weeks ago, it's easy to say yes to the Lord in the beginning, but eventually you may get so tired you say, no, Lord, I, 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 I can't do that. But you can. We can. Dion told us, sometimes you just have to have a good cry, rant and rage at God and say, it's not fair, and then get on with the job.
Leonard told us faith and family get him through the hard times. And Romel said sometimes he just surrenders to God's direction. In that case, his GPS stands for God, please speak. Our job is to listen to God's directives, to examine our conscience and act for the common good, to accept the gift of faith we've been given and do something positive with it. Last week, Father Jason told us the Sonoma County Supervisor in talking about the fires ravaging California said, it's like God has no empathy, no sympathy. Uh-uh, that's not so. God knows our suffering. He also knows it's harvest time in the vineyard and we have to get to work. We can't just tisk 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 and shake our heads and discuss. When we observe wrongdoing or injustice or cruelty, we're called to act. We have to pray for guidance and the courage to physically intervene when necessary. Sadly, it may get you shot, as happened on Tuesday of this week in Texas, but that's what we have to do. This all circles back to the obligation to accept the gift of faith. The faith that assures us we don't always get what we want, but God always provides what we need because God is good all the time. Trusting in God's abundant goodness and grace, we present to Almighty God the many needs and prayers of our St. Benedict family. For all church leaders, that they may carefully study candidates, issues, and consequences before they endorse any cause, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. For all United States government officials, that they may consider the golden rule before they propose laws that affect all citizens. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. For all wildland firefighters, that they may be safe and appreciated as they battle to quench the flames and save people and property. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. For the residents of Oakland, that they may find nonviolent ways to settle their differences. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. For the intentions of this Mass being offered for the healing of Ms. Tiny Fife, who suffered a stroke and is hospitalized, and for the happy repose of the soul of Rennell Coleman Gilkey. Let us pray to the Lord. for our own personal intentions. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Loving, gracious God, with faith and a love, we present to you our many needs and prayers, and we ask you to hear us. If it's your will, please answer us. 
We ask Jesus Christ, our Lord, and let the church today.
trusting and praying that our God is good. We pray that our, my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands for the praise and glory of his name for our good and good of all God's holy church. Amen. Grant us, we pray, O Lord, a sincere respect for your gifts, that through the purifying action of your grace we may be cleansed by the very mysteries we serve through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. And let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just. It's our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. Out of compassion for the waywardness that is ours, he humbled himself and was born the Virgin. By the passion of the cross, he freed us from unending death, and by rising from the dead, he saved us and gave us life eternal. And so with the angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, with all the hosts of powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation. 
giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Michael, our Bishop, and all of your people. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with the Blessed Apostles, and with all the saints who will please you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. the Savior's command and for teaching, we dare to sing. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be freed from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with, and with your, your spirit. spirit. And let us offer one another a sign of peace.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, Lord I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
and let us pray. We, you can't beat God giving, no matter how hard you try, because we know, and like we think we could repay God, but God has been so generous to us, so full of, of abundance of grace, uh, that we can't even begin to count the many blessings we, we have in our own lives. We just got it. We got not. We didn't just get it. Well, we got it a few hours ago. It is, you know, Sunday morning. <laughs> um, so just being able to, to just get up in the morning and, and breathe, you know, um, just to be able to recognize uh, that perhaps we've got uh, something, um, something to eat uh, for breakfast or just being able, just the, the, the simple things, Lord, that we fail to recognize the gift of health, perhaps, the gift of family and friends, the gift of, uh, of grace, uh, the gift of good teeth, because, you know, that guy in that gospel reading, he had bad teeth at the end. So we just give you thanks for all the many gifts we have, Lord, and we, we know that uh, the, the greatest gift of all is your son, Jesus, uh, for whom we, have, uh, we give you thanks beyond, beyond, beyond abundance. Uh, we give you thanks for the word that is shared. We give you thanks for the bread and wine that is broken and poured. Uh, we give you thanks for the Jesus who is within our midst, as we see in each other uh, the beautiful, wondrous love of your Son. Help us, Lord, over these next few weeks, as difficult as it may be, to try to see that love as we aim for that November 3rd date and vote, uh, that we may continue to be a transformative people, seeking the healing of your people and allowing the, the grace of your Son to be a catalyst for that healing as well. And that we may continue to give uh, in recognition of the needs around us, aware of the needs and uh, aware of the many gifts that we ourselves, ourselves have received. And we ask this to Christ the Lord, let the church say. Amen. Amen. That teeth thing, I get on that teeth thing, gnashing and grinding of teeth. <laughs> teethus, lots of teethus. Um, let's see. Just as always, I'm grateful for people who uh, have been able to express the beauty of God's beautiful voice through song, uh, led, of course, by our wonderful uh, Leonard Pete. And uh, joined today with, by uh, Wander Boyd and Aaron Boyd and Yvonne Banks and Margaret Moa and uh, Morris Dublé, uh, we continue to say thank you uh, for the generous gift of song. Amen. Amen. Joe, uh, uh, we are grateful as always to the, the power of your preaching and your ability to synthesize uh, modern contemporary issues uh, with the scriptures as well. So we're grateful and to give us some understanding of how Matthew, Mark, and Luke look at this very differently. Uh, as well, too. It's part of our tradition that we know that. So, yes, I do have my, all, my, all my spiritual guys are on, on iPads <laughs> and iPhones, so I can take <laughs> it anywhere, you know. Um, as always, I am grateful to uh, my, de uh, my deacon. It's your deacon. It's your deacon. Deacon Ron, Ron Tutson here, uh, as well as uh, Dion Cola, who's the pastor associate, who helps to make things happen around, and without whom, Romel Lucas, uh, we will be... He's, he's now, he's entered something occurred tonight. He entered now to the realm of directorship uh, like, uh, like none other. He is fully equipped with the tools to be able to launch his career as a renowned uh, editor and uh, director and just uh, a media mogul. You'll see. You'll see soon enough. You'll see. And it all began tonight. tonight. The, um, let's see. Uh, birthdays. I don't have any. Uh, so we, we're still under the quarantine orders by Alameda County. Those of you who are watching from Contra Costa County, well, heck, you should go to church because your churches are open in Contra Costa County. Alameda County, we probably won't be open until probably the beginning of November, uh, if not afterwards. So uh, just uh, if you're watching us, I, we, are, uh, we and, and Alameda County have not received the permission from the diocese nor the county to go ahead and begin indoor 
uh, services. Those of you who watch it from Contra Costa County, you know the rules are. You know, you know what the rules are. It's 25% uh, or 100, whichever number is uh, the maximum number. So anyway, uh, birthdays. We have birthdays. I know your birthdays are out there. They're, 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 you're celebrating them because I see them on Facebook. So why don't we um, go ahead and ask for God's blessing upon you on your birthdays. Lori, it's, uh, it's October. It's not the October surprise, but it's the October of which you're able to give, um, give blessing and grace for those who celebrate their births. Bless them, Lord, and may they continue to see your goodness and grace. Uh, and we ask as well, too, that you would hear the prayers of your servants who we call the day of their births and rejoices in your gifts of life and love, family and friends. Bless them with your presence and surround them with your love that they may always enjoy many happy years, all of them pleasing to you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. all those who are celebrating anniversaries who also ask for God's blessing upon them, whether it's an anniversary with regards to a relationship or anniversaries uh, recognizing a significant event in your life, we would ask that God may bless you and watch over you as well too. Lord, we ask that you bestow your blessings upon all those who are celebrating anniversaries of, of any kind at this period of time. May you who have brought couples together continue to bring them together and hold them together all the rest of the days of their lives. Uh, for those who are celebrating anniversaries of incidents and occasions in their life. May those occasions and incidents be um, an opportunity to hear your, your, your blessing and experience your healing. Uh, bless them and be with them always. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, let's see. Are we anything else, folks? Anything this morning? We're good? That's it. Good. good. All right. The Lord be with you. And with, and with your, your spirit. spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our celebration is ended. Go in the peace of Christ. Thanks. Thanks be to God. God.